difficulties I recently got a new computer and yeah <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to use a MacBook and they make it seem like it's so easy and it's really not and although I have an iPhone and I've had an iPad and I feel like I've been team Apple for a minute no it makes no difference when it comes to the MacBook it's like having to relearn everything because I used to be part of the PC team now I'm MacBook team I'm literally trying to learn everything over about how to use technology. And I feel, I feel like I'm back in like first grade. <laughs> but anyways, thanks to all the people who have been subscribing, who have been listening to the recent stuff that I've been putting out. I know it's been a slight delay since this recording and the last recording, but I do plan on being more consistent. I have my own mic and my own computer now, so that should make for some more stuff. And yeah, so before I get into what this episode is going to be about, I would like to say please go to patreon.com slash perky perspectives. I will be updating everything real soon. Probably by the time you listen to it, it should be updated. But just in case it's not, know that I am working. Uh, but yeah, become a subscriber and just help me out. Give me some, some tips, some feedbacks, or you know, just become a patron and subscribe. You could follow me on Instagram at Perky Sexy Cool. You could follow me on Twitter at T O N I underscore T O N Y T O N E. And what else? Oh, my website. Please become a subscriber to the newsletter because I will be updating my newsletters. It's perksofwellness.org. And I'll be doing way more on my website probably. I plan on making shirts and stickers and gear and stuff for, with my logo. If you guys do follow me on Instagram, you see that I already made, like I personalized my laptop with my logo already. I have another logo coming out for this small segment. This is gonna be a three part. So yeah, I guess we can get into the episode. So <clears throat> I am going on my first like I guess you could call this like my first real solo trip. Like I've been to Puerto Rico by myself, but I already been there by um, with family and with a friend the first two times. But the last time I went by myself, but I was being hosted because I already knew the people. So it was a little different. So I felt like this is going to be like my first real solo trip. And I'm going to Europe and I'm going to more than one country. And... I just wanted to make an episode for all the young ladies or men who plan on traveling by themselves to just know that you can do it and you can do it on a budget. 
because <laughs> my tickets were really cheap. And people have been looking at me like, nah, no way, you didn't pay that much for a ticket to Europe. And I'm like, yes, yes, I did. And if you pay attention to deals, then you know that it's real. And if you follow other people that travel a lot, that are nomadic or that are backpackers, most of them travel on a budget. And even, shoot, even people who do travel a lot and don't necessarily do it on a budget, they're probably getting paid to do it. They're, they may be doing it for work or they're part of some sort of, tra they have traveler points and something like that. So it's like, you can travel on a budget. So I do want people to know that. And I don't want the women to be fearful of going places by themselves. Oh my God, I think there's a mosquito in here. These mosquitoes have been eating me alive. I cannot. Um, so yeah, so first, let me, so I mean, this is gonna be like, a lot for this episode, but I plan on making it really short. Um, so first, let's talk about my ticket, because that was the first step. So I always wanted to go, so I'm, my destination is Amsterdam. That's where I'm flying into, and that's where I'm flying out of. And I found my ticket on Hotwire, but the reason why I knew that Hotwire was having a deal was because I went onto my Twitter account and looked at the accounts that I follow that always post travel deal deals, right? Sorry, if you guys hear paper rustling, paper rustling is because I'm looking through this lovely manila folder that I put together of all the stuff that I want to either do for my trip or at least have the option of doing if I have free time, which I should because I'm going by myself. Okay, so my ticket. So first, I pay for this ticket somewhere in June because the timestamp on this printout is June 19th. So I believe it was a little bit before this that I bought the ticket and then I just went back and printed it. But, so I always wanted to go to Amsterdam. I mean, <laughs> if you know anything about me, then you know that I am into herbs. I'm into holistic things, natural things. And you know, Amsterdam is like, the cap uh, outside of Cali being known for its herbs, Amsterdam is known for I think it's known for drugs, period. But herbs, I don't consider that drugs, but I'll just lump it in there just for the sake of this conversation. And so I went on to my Twitter account and I looked at the pages that I follow. And one of the pages that I follow that I believe I found the deal on was Suze Travels, and that's S U Z Z, I believe, underscore travels and they had stuff posted about Amsterdam. So I was like, oh, okay. And lo and behold, Hotwire was having a deal during that time. So I just happened to be lucky and, and look while they were actually having a deal. So then I went on Hotwire and I looked up the plane tickets and yeah, it was really cheap. So then I just had to decide how long I wanted to go. And for me, I don't really like being in a place for too short of a time because I don't like to feel like a tourist. And you know those first few days where you're in someplace new, you're gonna do tourist stuff because obviously you wanna see it. Like, I'm going to go to Paris and I'm going to see the Eiffel Tower, but I want to see other things too, you know? So I was like, well, let me do a longer trip because Europe, everything is so close together. You can get on the buses, you can get on the trains, and you can see all the different things throughout Europe in a small amount of time because, and it's cheap to ride the trains and the buses throughout is not expensive. I think as a US citizen or US, you know, coming from the United States or coming from the Americas period, that's like the most expensive part of the trip is getting from here to Europe. 
and then everything else is pretty affordable, right? So yeah, I went on Hotwire and I picked about two weeks and the total for those two weeks was $4.49 after, I believe this is after taxes. So yeah, it was under $500 for me to buy a round trip ticket. So I was like, oh bitch, yes, we in there. And then my coworker was not helping because she, I was like, I don't know if I can afford this. Should I do this right now? Like, I just started this job. I just moved back home to Cali from New York City. So that was a lot of money right there. I was just like, Ugh. And then I was like, my family going to be looking at me like, bitch, who the fuck do you think you are? And I guess I was like, shit, I'm perky because I bought the shit and my coworker was like, yes, do it. I'm going to live through you. So I got my ticket. And like I said, it's for two weeks. So then I was like, okay, well, I have a lot to plan because once again, I'm going by myself. So I was really excited because I'm like, yes, I could do a solo trip. I think I'm pretty loner. Like I like being around people and I like meeting new people and I like going to events and I like talking and da da da. But I'm still lightweight, an introvert at heart. Like, there's moments where I don't want to be bothered by nobody. I don't want to be around nobody. I just want to be by myself. And even still, there's times where I'm in large crowds and I still stick to myself during that time. So I was like, you know what? I think I will really like this trip. So I hit up some people that I knew from around the world and people that I just know that have been to Europe. And I started asking them questions. And that's how I found a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do. So I know somebody who was from Belgium. So they told me about Rotterdam. And so I'm saying it, I'm trying to say it like how he tells me, but I'll say it in my American accent too, Rotterdam. <laughs> but yeah, so that's R-O-T-T-E-R-D-A-M. And that's in Belgium. And basically that's supposed to be like a really ethnic city. Like there's people of color all throughout the city. It's not just, you know, white Europeans. It's, you know, people who have Indian backgrounds, who have African backgrounds, Caribbean backgrounds. It's a whole array of people, you know? So I definitely want to go there. And most likely that person is going to host me. So, you know, that's a good part. You know, when you know people, it's really good to connect. Like, even if it's like off the internet or whatever, like it's good to reach out and just see like what there is to the world outside of what you might be able to just Google quickly. Like I wouldn't have known about Rotterdam just by Googling it. Cause you know, you have to know a little bit to know what to look for. So Rotterdam is going to be fun. That's going to be one of my stops. Um, Amsterdam while I'm there, I plan on going to the cafes and I also want to go see the, um, what's it called? The, the prostitution museum. Now, <laughs> That might, like, surprise some people, but for me, it's not. Since, like, the 18, the late 1800s, brothels, prostitution, sex work has been legal in the Netherlands, Amsterdam to be specific, and I believe that it's just really cool to see them, like, embrace that whole thing and, and not to be, oh, my God, and if not to be, like, simple, you know? You get to... I mean, I don't want to go pay for a prostitute, but I do want to see how the the country has embraced it. Because, you know, out here, a lot of the women and, and sometimes men that come throughout the criminal justice system, they're there for sex work. And a lot of them are on drugs just to make ends meet. And it's just, 
it's just a lot of turmoil living that life. And I just want to see the other side of it. I want to see what it looks like to be accepted. I want to see their red light district and how it di differs from our red light districts. So yeah, I'm going to go there. And there's other options. So like, I'm going to read some of the stuff that I printed because like I said, I have a manila folder. So for people who, who want to just know some of the stuff that's out there as far as museums and exhibitions, eh exhibitions. <laughs> I'm gonna just read a few things. And then in my next episode, I'll be, it'll be like clips of places that I did go and like what I liked about it. And then I'll do another episode after that of how it felt to just do the whole trip by myself. So this is just an overview of the before. Anyways, so they have something called the, I'm gonna slaughter some of these names probably, the Ricks Museum and that's R-I-J-K-S Museum. And that is a collection of Rembrandt's Night Watch. It's a must-see museum. It has a lot of interior art. So this is for the artists. They also have the Van Gogh Museum, which I kind of do want to go to that museum too. They have the Anne Frank House. They have the Hermitage Amsterdam exhibition, which is every six months. So I actually don't think, oh, I will be there. Um, this year, they're going to have a new exhibition called Classic Beauties, which is featuring neoclassic art, and it runs between the 16th of June to the 13th of January 2019. Um, they have the Outsider Art Museum that showcases unconventional artists. It's, it's a lot. They have the Rembrandt House, the MoCo Museum, and... The Tropin Museum, which is an ethnographic museum featuring fascinating exhibitions on non-Western cultures. Ooh, they have Fashion Cities Africa. Might have to go there. Jewish Historical Museum, the iFilm, RCAM, which is a crash course, so that's paid. They have Body Worlds, National Holocaust Museum, the Van Loon Museum, and Foam which is a retrospective exhibition of the late Japanese photographer. It runs from the 14th of September to the 12th of December, 2018. So that's just a few of them. I left out a, a couple of them because I didn't want to mess up the names too badly. But I probably won't go to anything Holocaust related just because when I went to Germany, I went to Dachau, the, not the city, but the actual concentration camp. And I was reading up heavily on it, and I took German in undergrad, so I learned a lot more about the Holocaust, and I just don't really know if that's the, you know, something I want to explore this time, but I might visit Anne Frank's house. Like I said, I'm, I'm printing out things for this trip, and I already have a few things that I know for sure that I want to go to, but I'm leaving a lot open because I'm doing this trip by myself, so I have the freedom to just wander around and that's why I made this manila folder so that I know all my options so yeah so that's Amsterdam Amsterdam I'm only going to be there for a few days so I'm not going to do a whole bunch but so yeah so that's how I started my trip so I got my ticket and then I just got on Google and I just started printing out stuff and I seen I'm trying to remember what city this was in I can't remember if it was Belgium or if it was Amsterdam but I saw that there was beaches and I was like, ooh, do I want to go to a beach, though? Let me see. Oh, it is Amsterdam. So Amsterdam has the beaches. So they have multiple beaches. So 
I went and I Googled the beaches in Amsterdam and I found this site and the top of my page says, oh, so it's I am, not I am, it's IAmsterdam.com. And I just looked at the beaches. So it was titled Amsterdam Beach Guide. And they have a few and it depends on what you want to do. So they have a beach that's best for wind sports, um, beach clubs, and it has a lot more empty beaches if you don't want to be around a lot of people. Then they have another one that is good for biking and extreme sports. So it really just depends on what you want to do. And then they have another one that's, you know, if you want to be around a lot of people and you want to party, then they have one that's good for there. And then I just looked up the directions and wrote the directions towards the bottom. But I'm going in the fall. Well, it's not really fall. It's in the summer, beginning of fall time. So I don't think the weather will really be appropriate for me to go to the beach. Like, I'm coming from Cali. So, like, beach weather for me is, you know, 70s, 80s, not high 60s, low 70s. You know, that's not really my vibe for beach weather. <laughs> I like to be hot. Um, so, yeah, so I did that. And then I started going on Airbnb. So this was June. So in June, I wasn't ready to purchase any of my Airbnbs yet. I just, I'm really bad at finalizing purchases. Like I'll put stuff in my wish list and in my basket for like days and be looking at it and know for a fact that I want to buy it. And then I just won't until like, I'm like, okay, hurry up and get it before somebody else gets it. <laughs> so like I started looking at Airbnbs and I was saving them. I was printing out some of them that I thought would be really nice. Then I had to start actually getting a map and finding where everything is. So that's when I found out, okay, I'm probably only going to be in Amsterdam for a few days. So let me look up some Amsterdam places that's close to the trains, which I think they still call them tubes in Amsterdam, just like in the UK, um, where the tube lines are. Let me figure out how quick, quickly I'll be able to get from here to there. Because once again, I am traveling by myself. So although I'm confident in my ability to protect myself and to make smart decisions, I'm not about to be way out in the boonies in the middle of nowhere so that somebody can snatch my little brown skin up <laughs> and do whatever they want with me. Not about to do that. So I was like, okay, let me wait off on buying some of these things. But then I figured out, okay, I don't want to just be in Amsterdam. I do want to go to France, and I do want to go to London. And I already knew I was going to go to Belgium, even if it was just a day trip. So I went, oh, oh, this is where I spent a lot of my time, too. It didn't work out for me, but it may work out for other people. But I went on to this website called workaway.info, and I'm mad because I did pay, like, I think it was, like $20 or something like that. So I'm definitely going to try to make use of it the next time I go somewhere. But um, it's basically where you trade like a space for work. So I was trying to trade my space for like places like Amsterdam and France. I did look in France and I did look in Belgium. And I was like, I didn't want to do the babysitting. I didn't want to do any jobs that would take all day for me to complete it. I just wanted to work like a few hours in exchange for a place to stay. And it just didn't work out, but it's fine because I know there's success stories with it and I know there's people who have exchanged their work for stay. And I also think it didn't help that I was moving around so much and that I wasn't going to be there for like a month or so because some people stay for a really long time. But that's one option if anybody does plan on going abroad for longer. Um, so yeah. So I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to plug a song for you guys of an artist that I really want you guys to get to know better. 
And then I'm going to come back and wrap it up with just some of the stuff that I seen in London and France that I really wanted to take advantage of. I, I need you, baby. This world is crazy. So can you please come through? I need you. spoke briefly about purchasing my trip ticket to Amsterdam round trip for around 450 and that's American dollars uh, and I kind of spoke briefly about some of the things that I hope to do in Amsterdam and other options of things that you might can do in Amsterdam so now I'm gonna speak a little about bit about the things that I want to do in France and the things that I want to do in London and then I'm gonna just talk about actually like preparing for the trip so first so I kind of printed a calendar of the month that I will be going I just went on Google and I printed the calendar and I started to fill in some of the stuff that I wish to do while I'm gone um it's funny because Amsterdam is like the stuff I have the least amount planned out I really want to just enjoy it. I honestly think I'm going to be high <laughs> most of the time. So I'll probably just be going to the parks, going to get some good food, you know, maybe seeing a show or something. I really don't think that I'm going to be overly busy in Amsterdam. So those dates aren't as planned. But for most of my trips, I am staying in an Airbnb because I want to be able to record. Because if it wasn't for me trying to record... 
and having the solitude to, you know, for it to be quiet and all those things, I probably would have done a hostel. But yeah, I probably would have done a hostel because then you get to meet people from all over the world and, you know, it's just cool vibes, I believe. So yeah, um, Amsterdam, I'm going to be spending the first few days and then from there I'm going to France. And I decided that I'm going to take a Flix bus to France. So if anybody who doesn't know, or they're actually coming to the United States. This, I recently seen one in the LA area, downtown to be exact, um, Flixbus. And like I said, if you guys don't know, Flixbus is supposed to be really cheap. Um, for people who do ride buses a lot, maybe you guys have used such stuff like Megabus, Greyhound, something like that. But Flixbus, I first used in Germany and it was really cheap and they're pretty quick pretty efficient, they're easy to use, and they're easy to find because they're these bright-ass green buses. So I was deciding that I'm going to probably take a bus from Amsterdam to France, Paris to be exact, because I want to see the Eiffel Tower. Now, I haven't decided yet if I want to climb the Eiffel Tower or if I want to just be there to see it. And the only reason why I'm hesitant is because it's a very touristy area, and they say it could take like all day just for you to climb the top of the Eiffel Tower. And maybe even by the time you get up there, it's dark. So all the views and the pictures and all that stuff that you wanted to take, you might not be able to take. So I'm just trying to figure out if that's something I want to do. I might decide when I get there, like, hmm, the line looks short. Let me do it. But I really don't want to spend a whole day trying to climb the top of the Eiffel Tower. You know, you know I've been on high rises before. I've seen beautiful views. And they're all lovely, but, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I might not, I probably won't. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I'm probably not going to climb the Eiffel Tower. But maybe the next time I go to Paris, maybe I'll do it then. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do that. Oh, okay. So I've been using Airbnb for a lot of things. So for anybody who's been hip to Airbnb since the beginning, it used to just be about renting somebody's house or their apartment when you go to a new town or a city, but now they have these things called Airbnb experiences, which I think are really good. And they have the restaurants, but the experiences most of the time is you being hosted by somebody from the area doing some sort of activity. So I decided that I want to do, do a slang tour while in Paris. Now, mind you, I don't know any French, <laughs> so I don't really have nothing to start off with. I don't know anything. All I know is what like wee wee and, um, Bonjour, ciao. Like, I know some of the greetings, and that's about it. So, I'm going pretty new. I probably, right before I leave for the trip, I'm going to print out some well known phrases that I should know in the Netherlands and Belgium and France. And, well, the UK speaks English, but I might see if there's something that's particular because they do speak the King's English. So, it is different from the United States. So, I might print out some stuff from there too. But yeah, so I wanted to do a slang tour because, you know, most people, the first words that they want to know in a new language is the bad words, <laughs> the slang, the colloquial, colloquials, the idioms, you know, things like that. So he's going to take me around to do that and to see some of the city at the same time. I think it's like a walking slang tour. So that's one of the things I'm doing in Paris. And then I kind of left it open to whether or not I want to go to the Versailles. Or if I want to go to Champagne, like 
part of me really, really wants to go to Champagne so I can get some real champagne from Champagne. But it's a little far out, so I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. But I did leave myself, you know, the opportunity. I gave myself some space in the days to do that. But we shall see. But, yeah, so I don't know if anybody knows that, but the whole thing about Champagne, the drink, is that a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to drink Champagne, I'm going to drink Champagne. And they'll just get some sort of bubbly wine or something. That's not Champagne. In order for it to be Champagne, it has to actually originate from the city of Champagne. So, yeah, if you're not getting something that's from Champagne, then it's not Champagne. So I wanted to go just so I could be like, okay, let me have some real Champagne from Champagne. But we'll see. I don't know. I might do it and then have to ship it back, be a little fancy, get fancy on y'all asses. <laughs> So I could give me a real authentic mimosa. Ooh, that sounds good. Now I want some brunch. We'll see though. Um, I might also purchase a, a food tour. There was a lot of food tours in both London and France. But I, I'm just probably just gonna print out a whole bunch of different things because I haven't really done too much on France. I printed out a lot of stuff for London and a lot of stuff for Amsterdam. But I figured that the few things that I do want to see in France are going to take a lot of time because they're really big spots. Like like I said, the Eiffel Tower is going to be really busy. And the reason why I know of so many things to do in France is because I was speaking to somebody who went to Europe not too long ago, and they said they used the Lonely Planet website to find a lot of things to do. So anybody who's still looking for other options or things that they want to do when they're traveling abroad or if they're trying to plan their trip and they don't know what they will be doing in that country, then you could check out The Lonely Planet as well. So yeah, so that's pretty much it for France. I will update you guys, like I said, when I get to the country and let you know what I actually did. And I'll have some audio from like the time. I'll probably buy a recorder so I have a handheld for what I'm doing. Um, okay, so then from France, I'm going to be going to London. And I last minute decided that I'm gonna spend the most time in London that was not how I originally foresaw my trip going. I actually thought that I would spend more time in Amsterdam or France, but London is popping. So I'm definitely about to be spending a lot of time in London. London seems to be kind of the New York City of Europe, in my opinion. I might not be right by saying that, but that's how it seems to me. So the first thing I did was kind of like how I did for Amsterdam. I went on a London website they talked about everything to do with London. And I just, not even just London, I think it was all of the UK. And I printed out most of the big spots. So um, it's a whole bunch like Greenwich Market, which is funny, sorry, segue. I lived in New York for five years and I already knew that a lot of the names and a lot of the streets were taken from, taken from Europe. But damn, y'all took a lot talking about, oh, we come to the free world to be different. And then y'all just did the same stuff. Like Greenwich Market, really. Broadway, really. <laughs> Amsterdam, all these like names. Anyways, so yeah, so I did that. I printed out a, a few things. And then I went and I printed out holidays and festivals in England so I could see what all is happening. Because when I went to Germany, I would just happen to be wandering around um, where was I? I want to say I was in Frankfurt. Um, 
think I was in Frankfurt. And they were having um, a world competition. And it was like a whole little street festival. They had performers, they had food, they had big screens so you could see the rowers. So that was fun. And I just randomly like stumbled upon that. Um, no, that wasn't Frankfurt. Was it Munich? I think it was Munich. Because they were on holiday too. And it was so cool to be in Germany and see everybody in their Lederhosen's at the beer garden singing their songs and getting sloppy drunk <laughs> on holiday. So I was like, well, let me see if I'll happen to be there on holiday again. And I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss London Fashion Week, which is fine. Um, they have a Jane Austen festival while I'm there and they'll have heritage open days while I'm there. But that's pretty much it. It's not a lot going on as far as festivals during that time, but it's always something going on. So one of the reasons why I wanted to stay in London longer too is because they have a podcast festival. And as you may know, <laughs> I have a podcast and I would really, really, really love to see how Europe does podcasting, like what their audiences look like, how they market, um, how the audience participates, how they make revenue, if they figured out better ways to monetize podcasts networking period so that I can you know be on other people's shows have other people on my show just a whole array of networking so I definitely decided to go to a couple of days of the podcast festival I actually got a notification yesterday that one of the events got canceled so I'm gonna have to you know sign up for a new one but that was like one of my big stops while out there they're actually having like a table reading no it's not a table reading it's like a smaller podcast event at the beginning of the week that I'm gonna miss but um, I'm definitely going for that. Then they have like a brunch event. It's a whole bunch of stuff. And I've always had type crushes on the Caribbean population in London because I think it's super sexy to hear somebody with a Caribbean accent and a fucking uh, London accent at the same time. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so hit me up, y'all. Especially if you got some locks in your head. Oh, yes gave me all my life just now just even picturing that so I want to go see the Caribbean side of London I want to see the African side I want to see the ethnic side period so I will be in the Shoreditch area I will be in the Brixton area um but of course I'm still going to see Big Ben I'm still going to rummage around London and I know some people who are from London so they gave me some insider tips of where to go for like street markets and thrift shopping bike rides boat tours, all that. I think one of the sites that I want to see, and I'm not sure in which country I want to see, because I know the three main countries that I'm going to, they all have areas that have this, but I really want to go to an area that has the the rivers flowing through the towns. Like, I want to see that. That's so pretty to me. I really want to go for that. Um, forgot that my computer was on sound. Sorry, you guys. Um, what else? There's like one more thing I want to talk about before I get to the preparation side. Um, it's something I want to see. She just threw me off. Um, oh, back to the Airbnb experiences. So when I was planning some of the stuff that I wanted to do, I decided to get a lot of them off of the Airbnb experiences. And I wanted to just learn some different stuff so that when I came back home, I have new trades. And a lot of these things you can find online. You can YouTube how to make bath bombs and candles and stuff like that. It's, it wasn't really for that. It was more so, 
I feel like if I learn it hands-on rather than trying to learn it on YouTube, that I'll be more into it. So when I get back, you guys, hopefully I have mastered how to make a bath bomb. So if you want any Perky Perspectives bath bombs, let me know. I'll probably post these on Perks of Wellness. So I plan on learning how to make bath bombs. I plan on starting back with making the body butters because I do make my own body butters. I plan on starting to make tea bags again. And I'm going to just have merch. So the t-shirts, um, probably hats, maybe socks pullovers and I definitely want to do some um I'm not gonna tell you but it's a different type of jacket <laughs> so yeah that one will be a surprise because I want to make sure it looks good before I announce it anyways so yeah so that's for the most part what I'll be doing those are the things that are pretty set in stone I'm also gonna probably club in Rotterdam when I'm being hosted because he already told me that we could. <laughs> I'm going to interview with him too. So expect an exclusive interview. I believe this is one of his first ones. Because he told me to go easy on him. Because he doesn't really interview. But I will be interviewing somebody who travels the world. Within their trade. They do bodybuilding. And they also train. Just physical training. They make meal prep. Stuff like that. Without me giving too much. Um, I'm going to interview them. And so you guys can, and I'll probably have them say some stuff in a different language too. So you guys could just hear how it sounds. And they're a person of color. Yes, because once again, Europe has people of color. I know we have this, this fixated idea of what other people in other countries look like, but I wanna make sure that I capture and hopefully get to speak to multiple different people who have rich cultures in these European countries and how they blend together just like in the United States and just like all over the world. So I'm definitely gonna make sure I include that. But let's get to the nitty-gritty. Hold on, let me put my papers away. Oh, shoot. I don't know how I forgot to tell y'all this. I'm going to definitely go to the Cannabis Museum in Amsterdam. Um, let me see. Yeah, I wrote that. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to hike. I don't know why I put that in there. I am not hiking. Oh, the art of hosting. That's what I wanted to uh, go to, but I don't think I'm going to make it. Okay, but yes, so when you travel abroad, there's a few things that you have to do off top. One is contact your bank. You want to make sure that your bank, especially if you think you might be using your card, you want to make sure that your bank knows that you'll be out of the country. So for my particular bank, I had to wait until two weeks prior to me leaving to let them know. So just get a calendar, mark off in your calendar, or make a phone reminder in in your calendar on your phone that you need to contact your bank, right? Because you don't wanna be in a different country and you need to use your money and then you can't. Um, also, I was advised to possibly get like a small track phone for when I'm in another country because there's gonna be parts where I'm not able to use my service such as like the airport, but it's okay. I personally decided to just let my phone company know and I just made a, a short-term plan like, um, I think it was like 10 cents, no, what was it? $10 a day or something like that. And it was it ended up being cheaper than the other option. And I get to use my, whatever my data plan already was, it just extends for those days in the other country. So I did that. So those are the top two things that you definitely wanna make sure you do. Also, you wanna check and see what country you're going to and what kind of plugs they use. So I went on Amazon and I bought the plug converter so that I could use it in the multiple countries because I think 
each country that I go to might have a different type of plug. So I just bought a multi-converter outlet. Uh, what else did I do? I looked into the VPN for the Wi-Fi so you could have safe Wi-Fi. But I'm not sure I'm going to buy that. I might. It's in my cart. <laughs> it's in my cart on, on uh, Amazon. So we'll see if I actually buy it. And then what else? Let me see. As far as like purchases like that. Mm, I think those are like the main things as far as those top things. But other thing that's really important, oh, and then conversions. You wanna check and see what the dollar conversion is. So right now the US dollar is like way under the Euro and I think the pound. So I'm gonna take some money with me obviously so I can get it converted while I'm out there. But I just know that you might lose some money during the conversion. So if I take out, a, so say I go with $800, I'm gonna lose maybe close to 150 or so when I convert it. But good thing is when I convert it back, if I have anything left over, I'll most likely get money back. But just know that they do tax and things like that. So add those fees to the conversion. And then last but not least, the actual packing part. So I recently just moved back from a different state. So there was a lot of things that I needed to buy regardless. So for me, my expenses for this trip were a little higher than most people's are gonna be because I had to buy a whole bunch of stuff to prepare for this trip. But all the things that I bought, I'll be able to reuse, like my socks and my underwear, stuff like that, I'm gonna reuse. I went on Amazon and I bought a travel organizer. So they're like, it has like different baggies for you to separate your different types of clothes, your shoes, laundry bag, stuff like that. I also got a makeup bag so that all my ma my makeup is separate because in some countries your liquids need to be separate. So some people just get baggies like Ziploc bags and they'll separate their things. But I decided to pack not only baggies but to also separate stuff period because I could be a messy packer. I don't really like living out of a suitcase. So whenever I have to go into like a box or a suitcase like that and I have multiple things in there, I just make a mess of it. So I decided to just separate stuff period. And a lot of the Airbnbs that I'll be in, they have a washer and dryer. So it just makes more sense for me to separate. I mean, you should separate your dirty clothes anyways, but I'm just gonna put them in a bag. And then I just pack some Tide Pods into a Ziploc baggie. So I already have stuff to wash my clothes. Um, for ladies, if you don't use apple cider vinegar, maybe you should, but I bought the little, you know, um, travel size containers and I put some apple cider vinegar in there and I'm gonna put those in a baggie. I brought some earrings, put those in a baggie, just so that they don't get lost. I don't think they actually need to be in a baggie. I'm gonna get some of my cocoa butter and put it into a container. My um, black soap, I'm gonna put it into its own separate bag. So stuff like that, you, you have to separate it. Also, if you're gonna take a weapon with you, make sure that it's with code. So like say a Swiss Army knife or you know a pocket knife, something like that. Obviously not anything big, but if you do have something, make sure it's registered and make sure that the country will allow for you to take it. And then know that you're going to have to check your bag. <laughs> so that's always something. Uh, also, I will be taking a flight from France to London. So I have to make sure that everything that I have will be of code when I get on the plane from France to London. And I think a lot of the flights in Europe that are within Europe, they their tickets might be cheap, but it does not include bags. So you do have to pay extra for the bags. Like, cause a lot of flights in the United States will have one free check bag 
or or one carry, you know, whatever the case, one carry on one check bag, whatever, but not in Europe for most of the countries. So these are things you should look into. Um, it was something else that I bought that I don't want to forget to tell you. I bought a travel organizer. I bought my makeup kit, shoes. Oh, I made sure I bought some good work, um, not workout shoes, but running, walking shoes because I will be doing a lot of movements. Oh, yeah, I bought a rechargeable battery. So mine is pretty hefty, I guess. Like it's, it's kind of heavy, but it also takes a lot for it to die. And it can charge multiple items multiple times before it dies. I think you can charge your phone fully four times. So I have my laptop and I have my phone. So I wanted to make sure that if I am caught somewhere and say I forgot my converter inside the Airbnb or whatever, I did have my rechargeable battery. So that's something also you should think about if you don't already have one. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I did want to, I'm gonna have to go back through my bag because I'm an overpacker. So I'm gonna go back through my bag and I'm gonna probably take out some stuff because I wanna leave room to shop. I don't usually shop when I go to other countries and I mean clothing wise. I want to leave room to buy clothes when I go out the country because I don't usually do that and I love thrift shopping now that's like my new thing and oh so yeah anybody who is outside of the country or who have been to Europe and have seen some really nice thrift places out of any of the places that I just mentioned please send them to me because I'm interested in going and I want to come back with some unique items that ain't nobody gonna see out here and it's right before fashion week so I'm gonna be like oh I was there before you guys uh. <laughs> But yeah, so that's pretty much it for this episode, you guys. I'm sorry, it probably was me rambling most of the episode, but I really just wanted to talk about this because this whole time that I've been planning this trip these few months, every time I tell somebody that I'm about to go out the country by myself, they're like, oh, really? You're traveling by yourself? Wow, you're better than me. Or aren't you scared? Or you should be scared. Like putting their fears onto me, making it seem like I shouldn't be capable of traveling by myself. But it's like you live this life by yourself. Like, unless you're like a Siamese twin or something, you go throughout this life, you know, by yourself for the most part. And you should be able to just get up and travel if that's what you want to do. But obviously be safe, you know. So I did look up some, sorry, I was going to end right here, but I wanted to just drop this down right here. When I ask people who are from these countries, like about places to go, places to see, I do ask them about safety. I have been looking up places that are safe and that, may not be the most safe for me to travel to you know there's going to be places that I'm not going to go out at night like if I'm for the most part staying in the cities area actually I am staying in the city areas of all the places I'm going to but I did look it up like there is a red light district in Amsterdam so I did want to look hey is the red light district safe and for the most part it is but you still have to be careful you know I am a female I am black I am solo you know I wanna make sure that nobody's gonna be just watching me. So I have to be careful. I have a backpack that has a lot of inside pockets. I wanted to make sure that it did have inside pockets. That's also something I bought off of um, Amazon. So if anybody wants any of my purchases, if you guys wanna see what I purchased, just let me know and I'll put it all in the blog so you guys can see it. Uh, all the pages that I may have mentioned, if you you know don't remember and you want me to just concisely put everything in one page, just hit me up. Like I said, my Instagram is perky, sexy, cool. My Twitter is T-O-N-I underscore T-O-N-Y T-O-N-E. 
My email is perkyperspectivespod at gmail. Um, my website is perksofwellness.org. And my Patreon is patreon.com slash perkyperspectives. But yeah, so I, I did look up safety stuff. And for the most part, Europe has a lot of safe places. It's not too crazy as far as like where I can and cannot go. But I'm just going to be weary and I'm going to just pay attention just like how I did in New York. Like, I paid attention to every fucking thing. I, when I'm outside, I'm going to wear my backpack on both my arms so that nobody could just snatch my shit, you know? I'm going to, I'm bringing a pocket knife with me so that I can make sure that, shoot, you try to run up on me, uh, you go get this blade. I'm not playing. I am not playing. So, <laughs> so just anybody who out here trying to get me caught up, y'all not about to get me caught up. Like, I, everybody is going to know where I'm going. I'm sharing all my details with my family. They're going to know where I'm at. I'm going to be checking in, which is something you should always do anyways. Check in with people. I'm going to make sure that if I do start drinking or something that I I go home, I'm going to have money in my account so that I can use an Uber or Lyft. Or, I mean, I know Uber is out there. I'm not sure about Lyft. But so I could use an Uber. You know, there, I'm going to be smart about this trip. So any solo travelers, still you want to use, you know, common sense and plan and just be aware of your surroundings, especially when you're in a place that's new, because you do stick, stick out. Like, even though I'll be in a touristy area, there are people that live there. There are going to be people who notice me, and they're going to know that I'm not always there. So I just have to be pay attention, you know? So, yes, you guys. So this was part one of the travel episode. It was longer than I expected, but I hope you enjoyed it. I will have a part two coming probably in like a week, um, it's going to happen while I'm out of the country, though, maybe towards the end of the trip, or maybe I'll just drop little mini-sodes of, like, the interviews or the stuff that I'm seeing so you guys can just keep up with me while I'm gone, and I actually have to put out the audio from the last Live Mondays that happened on August 20th so that you guys can hear the interviews that I did there. It was some lovely people. That one was really fun. It's starting to build up. So if anybody is going to be in Los Angeles for October 8th, we're going to have a live Mondays out here again for October 8th. I'm also going to be planning some sort of sister circle that will be happening probably towards the end of October. So let me know if you guys want to have anything to do with that. Like I said, my email is perkyperspectivespod at gmail. And, yeah, I think that's all I have to say. I'm pretty winded. Thanks, everybody who listens. Subscribe, rate, comment, follow, all the uh, all of the lovely things. <laughs> and enjoy the rest of September. <laughs> <laughs>